Welcome to Becoming a Stuck, a safe place to help individuals find the tools they need to live the life they truly want. I'm your host, Jordan Meyer, trauma and resiliency therapist. Join me here each week where we will learn one tool that you can use to help you become the person you've always wanted to be and live each day with more happiness. Now, for those of you who have continued to follow the podcast, thank you for doing so, and I hope you appreciated and enjoyed a different intro music today. We changed things up a little bit, a little exciting in that way. However, on today's episode, we're going to talk about attachment theory and attachment patterns. And attachment theory speaks to how, as adults, we can better understand our initial connection to caregivers in childhood. And we want to understand that because understanding our attachment pattern allows us to be able to, in adulthood, reflect and have awareness into how and why we attach in certain relationships and friendships. Now, there are four main attachment styles and understanding your attachment style can help you to better understand why you act the way that you do in relationships. And these four main attachment styles are going to be avoidant, anxious, fearful, and secure. The first attachment style, avoidant, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about right now. So the avoidant is marked by their discomfort for deep connection. This is the person who ghosts out of relationships or reaches a certain level in the relationships and becomes scared and then randomly decides to leave or they end it immediately, often leave confused the person who's involved. So an individual with an avoidant attachment style views any display of affection as overkill and too much. When emotional moments arise or vulnerable moments happen, they will often avoid eye contact and will use things to distract from the vulnerability, such as humor or inappropriate jokes. They will often put more energy into the beginning parts of a relationship, which is marked by the fun and excitement, and therefore they can enjoy the beginning stages of forming a relationship while leaving and avoiding the often emotional and more vulnerable moments that exist as the relationship continues. So individuals who exhibit avoidant attachment patterns make for very exciting dating experiences, but not for long-term partners. Oftentimes, the extreme distress of disconnection and vulnerability means this individual will go to extreme ways to avoid it. And it's often marked by grand gestures, big gifts, and other things that go above and beyond as to distract and avoid the emotional connection. Now, as mentioned, humor is one of their most effective weapons. Uh, And as the extreme fear of intimacy is often well hidden behind smiles and sarcasm, avoidance can often be funny in a very irreverent way by making us feel like they have everything under control. And when they're using that sense of humor and sarcasm to control others, they will tend to do that sometimes in a way that uses that sarcasm to control other people and their emotional vulnerability. Oftentimes, they will shame individuals for showing or expressing any display of emotion due to the level of discomfort that they are feeling in that moment. So the avoidant attachment style, like all other attachment patterns, are created in childhood. And a typical story is that parents may have been physically present, but not emotionally present. An individual who grew up being emotionally neglected or not having the validation needed to experience a full range of emotions as they grew into adulthood. So a question that you can ask to see if you're an avoidant attachment style is to ask yourself this phrase, I am uncomfortable being close to others. I find it difficult to trust them completely, difficult to allow myself to depend on them. 
I am nervous when anyone gets too close. Partners or friends want me to be more intimate than I feel comfortable being. Now, if you ask yourself this statement to assess whether or not you're an avoidant attachment style, right? The good thing is that there's ways to work through these attachment patterns. And the way we begin to work through this is to be able to experience a full range of emotions, to see the importance of them and be able to speak to and express the need that you have as being a human being. So if you find yourself as an avoidant attachment pattern, the thing that you can do is learn how to feel and express a full range of emotions to be able to validate that for yourself and other people. Now the next attachment style that we're going to talk about is the anxious attachment. Now the anxious attachment pattern is going to be the inverse of the avoidant. They fear the loss of connection. To see if you're an anxious style, ask yourself this phrase. I find it hard that others are reluctant to get as close as I would like them and often worry that my partner doesn't really love me or won't want to stay with me. I want to merge completely with the other person and this desire sometimes scares people away. So within that phrase, the anxious attachment. Now, an anxious attachment style, they'll often jump from a relationship to relationship. And the answer is simple, because for an anxious attachment pattern, the thought or aspect of being without a cherished loved one can feel like dying, right? There is no mistake that they describe it this way as well, often describing relationships as you completely, the thought of being without you, I can't breathe, you're my everything, you're my person. Now, consciously, anxious types sometimes use the pain of being without their loved one as a way to control or manipulate. They make the other person fear their suffering so much that they fear they may not break up with them, that the person may even not break up with them, even though the relationship is failing. Now, oftentimes, this anxious attachment becomes an obsession. An obsession can form before even really knowing the person. But what is happening is the anxious type is projecting an idealized version on the object of their affection. Their low self-image can blind them to the flaws of others, often immortalizing and putting on a pedestal the individual despite their imperfections. And in order to meet this idealized version, they're willing to change anything about themselves in order to be with that person. Now, unfortunately, the low self-image also leaves the anxious attachment to believe that their idealized version can ever truly want to be with them. And therefore, this anxious attachment actually leads to the destruction of the relationship. So what happens is the anxious attachment turns into suspicion. And suspicion then ends up driving the person away, confirming all along the notion that they weren't good enough. Now, like all attachment patterns, this again goes back to childhood in which the individual experienced a loss of some kind. Connection is thought to be valuable, but impermanent, and there's always must be safeguarded and protected, which makes the person need love, but also fear constant abandonment. Now, a common scenario is that approval and validation was constantly just out of reach, but believed to be achieved if just a little more effort was given, such as love, acceptance, or success. 
Now, along with this, on a little bit of a different note, if you're someone who feels that you have an anxious attachment style, oftentimes in adulthood, this manifests as feeling as though growing up, you never were good enough. You never saw approval the way that you needed to. You never could measure up, never smart enough, never good enough grades, always trying to seek the validation and approval of your parents or a caregiver. And this manifests in an anxious attachment growing up in that you need the constant validation and approval that you are good enough and can achieve that and have it. Now, if you're an anxious attachment, one thing that you can do is learn how to have your self-worth not be based on the need of another person. Developing a hobby or differentiation of self and able to see your inherent worth outside of the relationship or dependent on another person. So the third attachment pattern that we're going to talk about is the fearful attachment. Now, the fearful type is luckily less common than the others, but it's often developed in aspects of trauma and abuse growing up in childhood. And what makes this really difficult is that it bounces back and forth between the anxious people-pleasing and the avoidant tendencies as both mentioned above. The extreme desire to want to be loved and connected often is then met with self-sabotage due to the belief that they are not capable or able to have the connection that they are truly wanting. Now, therefore, the extreme avoidant then leads to this self-sabotage to confirm that notion. Now, the fearful attachment is often marked by extreme avoidance at the beginning of the relationship and then extreme anxiety as the relationship progresses to a level of connection. This often causes the individual to lash out at the people they care about the most. Now, the fearful type has the most robust defense mechanisms. And in moments of vulnerability, you can see these defense mechanisms come back to back to back. Now, if you're a fearful attachment, it's best to go through this with professional guidance. Find someone that you can connect to, that you can build a relationship and a rapport with. And a professional therapist is a great way to go. Working through these wounds from childhood and from the past with professional guidance is the way to do this. And once able to, you will be able to move through and have good relationships moving forward. Now, the last attachment style that we're going to talk about is secure attachment. And if you're a secure attachment, congratulations. It probably means you had ample love and opportunity growing up in childhood. Now, we don't see a lot of this in today's movies and medias because it's not dramatic. It doesn't make for good TV. But with secure attachment is that the secure attachment style is able to see relationships in their own unique way. The relationships of the individual are not marked by fear. Now, that's not to say that they don't feel fear. They rather simply trust that they have the fortitude to deal with the inevitable heartbreak that comes with deep connections and relationships. Now, secure types can trust others to see them in vulnerable moments because they have a belief that they can open up without immediately being burned for it. They're also comfortable in conflict because they're not afraid of abandonment and they're able to disagree with someone and they tend to do so in a really calm manner. The common aspect is that they are not reenacting their childhood trauma, and therefore they're able to treat each moment individually and to decide how to meet their goals and have their values met. Also able to treat new relationships as they are and focus on the connection in a quality of the connection rather than the quantity of the connection. They're able to keep the good relationships and discard the bad ones because they can 
appropriately gauge and measure how the relationship fits with them in their life. Now, it's important to remember that a person doesn't fall into just one category, right? We're in flux. Think of it as a spectrum that we can fall anywhere on the scale. And the idea is that more often than not, we want to try to demonstrate secure attachment patterns. We want to try to demonstrate appropriate dialogue, communication, not ghosting, having closure, being able to appropriately connect and have secure attachments with the individuals around us in our life. And as we're going to be able to do that, we're going to be able to notice and have more vulnerable relationships. And what that's going to lead to is more connection, more deep lasting friendships and relationships. And this is where we're going to go to and we want to be able to not have facades. Or a lot of people may mention that they have surface level friendships and relationships with people, but may not notice a lot of deep connections. Learning how to demonstrate secure attachment patterns is the quickest and easiest way to have deeper and lasting relationships in your life. So as a review to end this episode, four attachment styles that we talked about, avoidant, anxious, fearful, and secure. And as you were listening, if you found one that stood out to you, that you connected to and feel like that describes you as a person, we're going to end today's episode and doing a review of what it is that we can do. So if as you were listening, you identified yourself as more of an avoidant attachment style, remember what you can do is learn how to experience a full range of emotions, learn how to connect and how to express those emotions in an appropriate way. If you identified yourself with more of an anxious attachment style, what we want to do is learn how to see our self-worth not based on the need of another person, developing a hobby or differentiation of self to see our worth outside of a relationship and not dependent on another person. Now, if you identified yourself with a fearful attachment, again, we want to go through this with professional guidance. So find a therapist that you can connect to and do the work that it takes in order to heal the past wounds from childhood. And the last one, secure attachment, if you identified with this as you were listening, again, congratulations. It means that you're in a good place and you want to be able to have this moving forward in your life and learn how to share it with others. Thank you for listening. As always, if you'd enjoyed today's episode, please share with your friends and family and join me here next week. If you happen to live in the Utah Salt Lake area, please reach out for help if needed. You can find me on Instagram at jordanmeyer.cmhc. Follow me on Facebook. And remember, you can find this episode and future episodes on any podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and I will see y'all next week.